So it might have been a ghost kid. It's entirely possible. You know, if victory went for the haunted theme, that does make people want to go places more. I could see like colonial times, headless horsemen. <laughs> we're starting some rumors. Victory is not haunted. <laughs> I don't know. If we're seeing headless kids chest the door handle. Why are kids at a brewery? Wait, is the kid headless? Was your kid headless? No, he had oh. a head. Yeah, my kid had a head too. My kid had a head, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey everyone, welcome to A Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. And you can check out our bonus content on patreon.com slash podcast, where we have behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and much, much more. So again, check us out there as well at patreon.com slash podcast. There should be a link in the description for you. My name, of course, is Joe, and I am joined, as always, also, of course, by... Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. And welcome back to Philly. We are still in Philly, and I would dare say that we're having a pretty good time, right? Yeah, definitely. Philly is treating us right, and we're having a blast. Yeah. It's really interesting to now have been here for a couple of days, and I feel as if we were talking about this just walking around the city earlier that you sort of start to develop a sense very slowly and it's hard to really pin down even then still but you sort of notice having we've traveled to many different cities and there's definitely vibes of different environments that we've been in and even comparing it to our sort of home major city of New York we can sort of draw some some parallels but I think any big city you're going to get all sorts of vibes and we're certainly finding them here. Yeah, and Philly seems different even neighborhood by neighborhood, which does remind me of New York in a way, as opposed to some of the cities we saw when we started the podcast, like Providence, or when we were driving cross country in a city like Boise or something like that. You get a more small town city vibe where Philly feels more like a big city. And it takes, I think, a little bit longer to get the character of the city, but we're finally feeling it. And where we went today, I think, speaks to the character of Philly as well. Yeah, and along those lines, thank you for joining us. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. I think you're in store for a pretty good episode. I think I hope have, so. We're going to have a lot to say about this place that we reviewed and graded today. And if you are a returning listener, I guess you come back for more. Thank you. Because probably the last few episodes have certainly been interesting. I'm sure they've stood out. Because we've had some interesting Philly experiences so far, and I think this is another one on that list. But yeah, I guess we could start by, if you want to just remind everybody of our grading rubric, and we'll take it from there. Absolutely. So our first category is atmosphere and ambiance. From there, we'll go into service, beer, and finally, we'll go into food. Then we will take a tally and a look at all of these rubric categories and come up with each of our total grade that we would give the brewery. And from there, we will either agree or disagree and debate and come up with a overall podcast grade for the location that we reviewed. Yeah. And I don't know which direction you're leaning in because we try to kind of hide our reactions while we're actually at these places. And I think there were probably a fair amount of kind of pseudo reactions where we couldn't quite help ourselves just describing what was going on. It's harder at a craft brewery to not do that because you're drinking, you're around having a good time and you sort of might let a thing or two slip. But I didn't, I don't think I revealed too much in terms of which real direction I was going in with my grades, right? Yes. And 
I have learned since we've been in Philly that you probably have a better poker face than I have. That's scary. But that's also because I cleaned you and your entire family <laughs> out of a poker game a few weeks ago. Yes, you did. It, yeah. Which is amazing because I've never played my, poker before. Go my figure. My mom, my sister, my dad are all very active listeners. So I think that they will get a <laughs> kick out of this. And I'm sure they're going to want to rematch very soon. Yeah, it will be my second game of poker ever. So maybe <laughs> maybe luck will strike me again. Who knows? You never maybe. know. You never know. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we were at, of course, Victory Brewing. Is it Victory Brewing? Victory Brewing Co.? I don't know. Victory Brewing. If you're at all in touch, in tune with the craft beer world. I'm sure you've heard of Victory. It's been around, again, I a lot of these places we have to do research on. Victory Brewing Company, okay. Uh, we have to do research on because they're local, they're small, they're independent, they're new. We don't know much about them, but Victory is pretty ubiquitous in the craft beer world. I've heard of Victory for a very long time now. You can get their beers at the grocery store where we live back in New York. And I've seen their beers in all sorts of places, probably around the country, even bottles at 7-Elevens and all sorts of places. So it, I expected it to be a big brewery, and it is, in fact, exactly that. Now, it has been open since 1996 okay, as so, well. So, so this is one of the first craft beer breweries. Within the latest wave of craft beer. Right, yeah. in this new wave. Now, I should clarify and this is an interesting point of distinction because i asked my brother about this well what is the line between a craft brewery and something bigger that you would say is obviously like a coors or a budweiser people don't think of that as a craft brewery because that's the whole point of a craft brewery it's in contrast to those kind of mega chain type staples llcs yeah right and what's interesting about victory is that they sort of, I did do a little bit of research along those lines because I was kind of curious because I thought they must be really, really big because they're so ubiquitous. And in fact, they're part of this partner group, I think an LLC with Southern Tier, which is a huge brewery and a really good one too that I really want to visit one day. I think uh, Six Point and maybe one or two others. I think there's five or six breweries that they're partnered with. And lo and behold, when we were there, we saw their beers. They called them, I think, like sister breweries or something like that on tap that you could get. And no complaints there because those are all really solid breweries in my experience. Whenever you can get bottles in mass at like grocery stores and that sort of thing. And they're still really good beers. That's awesome. That's fantastic. So I really was intrigued by victory because all of the breweries that they seem to partner with have really good reputations from my perspective and my point of view. So we said, heck yeah. I mean, we're going to be in Philly. We're going to do some craft breweries, some smaller ones, but let's check out victory just because of that. Because I mean, like most craft breweries, they definitely started as just, people doing whatever and they've obviously clearly grown into this big thing and that's something else that we often say whether we're reviewing a coffee roaster or a craft brewery how does somebody evolve and manage and deal with that change as they get bigger and bigger and bigger and we've seen this particularly with coffee roasters where we feel as if sometimes when a coffee roaster opens up a, a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth and so on location they kind of tend to maybe lose that personality that identity that made them distinct from a chain like a Starbucks. Breweries are a little bit different because, again, they do open up different locations like Southern Tier, as I said, who they partner with, now has a tap room, I think, in Pittsburgh. I don't know if they have one in Philly, but they have a couple others, I think. So 
it's maybe similar in that sense but again it's it's still a little bit different because usually they're not opening up like six different locations in a city like you see with coffee roasters but again it's the same question of how do you maintain your identity and that personalized very person to customer sort of face-to-face interaction that community feel that you get when you go to and talk to an owner or talk to a head roaster or something like that yeah head brewer yeah Right. So I guess that leads us into our first grading category, the atmosphere and ambiance. Obviously, we had all of these reasons to go here and check it out. And do you want to start with that atmosphere and ambiance? That's your jam. So what were your initial impressions along those lines? So I was pretty impressed from the minute that we walked up to Victory Brewing. It's on a major street in Philadelphia. Yeah, technically central Philly, I think. Yes. But the northern maybe edge of central Philly. I don't know. Right. And it's very, very close to this beautiful church that you could actually see from the brewery. The Pope was there, as we learned. Yes. And the bartenders did tell us that that whole street was shut down in the past because the Pope has even visited this church. And that provides this awesome backdrop to the brewery. But it's also surrounded by a avenue in philadelphia where there are flags from different countries lining the streets and this part of philly sort of opens up a little bit where it feels more expansive it almost reminds me of going to other half in brooklyn where you're in the williamsburg area and then you walk into other half area and it opens up and is a little more expansive with nice views i got the same kind of feel with victory and when you walk up to victory brewing there's some really cool sculptures oh yeah right outside right outside yeah those big kind of almost sculpture statue things as part of the building really impressive initial kind of uh just edifice i guess i don't know what else you would call it almost to the point where when i walked around the corner to see victory brewing i felt as if it almost took my breath away a little because it was beautiful Mm -hmm. and quite an expansive nice view And then when you walk in, this was interesting because when you walk in, Victory Brewing is almost set up more like a restaurant than what you would assume for a craft beer brewery, like we've seen on the podcast, really, where you go up to a stand where there's a hostess and the hostess asks how many people are in your party, kind of like a restaurant, which is different than we've seen. But luckily, when we asked a couple of questions, we did find out that you can either wait for a table. There are so many tables, two floors. It's a big, of big tables. space. Yeah, two right. floors. Yeah. And an outdoor patio, I think, upstairs in the summer. Which so. would have been awesome with the views yeah. from there. So we decided we were going to f- see if we can find an open seat at one of the two bars. And they're two really, really big bars. And I kind of appreciated this, that you do have the option where you can either sit down and get a table and have more of a restaurant experience, or you can sit at the bar and they have plenty of bar seating at their two bars and get a bar experience. And normally we choose to get the bar experience. It's a little more personal. You get to talk to a bartender rather than a waitress, or you just get a different experience. And we lucked out that when we went upstairs, there was two seats basically glowing it was, and available yeah, to it, us. It was almost like they were there just for us. It, yes. That's what it felt like. It felt perfect. And the bar was impressive. It was nice. The whole to say the scene least. was beautiful. The whole scene was beautiful. I mean, first of all, the bar had views of downtown Philly, this beautiful church, 
and nice big windows where basically the whole back of the bar was windows. So you felt the natural light coming in and you had beautiful scenery to sit and drink your beer. The taps were so beautiful the way the taps were lined up. They were clean and classy with V's on top for Victory Brewing. Yeah. I know I'm rambling a little, but there no, was this is so good stuff. much. These are all very worthy observations for sure. There was the wall art. Do you want to talk about the wall art? Wall art. It was amazing. That's what I was yeah. gonna say next. Insane wall out. Yeah. Wall art. Right. It was it was along the lines of representing their beer logos, I think. It was all of that sort of art, which was really cool to see blown up right right like along entire spans of wall yeah and yeah. all of it is related to the kind of declaration of independence yeah the idea revolutionary of victory, war yeah. victory yeah. where you almost get a little bit of a sense of pride walking in and seeing the liberty bell with hops and all these connections to the historic landmarks in philadelphia that are now related to beer they had walls of everything is kind of American flag themed and victory, revolutionary war, blues and reds and striking colors all over the walls. And it's very lively. It's very loud. There's TVs. There are hundreds of tables. There's two you, floors. You always do this. You say there's hundreds of tables. Do you think there was less than 100 tables? Maybe there were 100 I tables. I think there was 100 tables. You, but you say... <laughs> I feel like you always default to there are hundreds of tables, thousands of tables. This was maybe the biggest brewery we've been to. Uh, it might have been, actually. Right. It was really big for a brewery. Yeah. That's true. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe it's okay to go into a little bit of hyperbole. But they still had the bar space. Yeah, that's true. There there was, again, that bar space in addition to all of the tables. I agree. I was very impressed with the atmosphere and ambiance along all of those lines. I think, well, I'm trying to think of anything else that I have to add other than bathroom corner. <laughs> Let's get right to it. It was a very unique bathroom. Yeah, so I kind of uh, trolled you pretty hard because yes. when <laughs> when I found the bathroom and came back, you said, oh, where are the bathrooms? And I said, I'm not telling you. You have to find them. I said also... It was, it was also very easy to find. Well, I also said it was a very interesting <laughs> experience and you said, why? And I expected it to be hidden off so in some corner somewhere. Weird. It was very easy to find. I still think you're lying to me because... Let me explain my bathroom experience and then you tell your bathroom experience. So my bathroom experience was I found on the second floor these bathrooms in the back and it was definitely a bathroom setup I've never seen before because it had actually much like other half, which we kind of felt as if it was almost like a like a kind of more it was like if other half really embraced their identity. That was or the Or if other half had bar seating. But I mean yeah. they embraced their identity in terms of like I knew that their vibe here, like you go to other half and you're like, oh, there's a picture on the wall outside of a broccoli head because they have a broccoli flavored beer or whatever. And that's all you get in terms of an identity of what's going on here with this brewery until you start drinking the beers themselves. But here, like you said, you get very clearly this theme of, oh, yeah, you're in Philadelphia, Declaration of Independence, Victory, 1776. Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. Yeah, that's very clear. And I love that. I love that that theme is there, but it's not kind of, I mean, it is in your face, but not in a cliche way. It makes sense. It's like sense. gimmicky. I don't think it was gimmicky. No, it wasn't gimmicky. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I feel like it was kind of really cool along those lines. And interestingly enough, as I was saying, the bathrooms were kind of like other half's bathrooms where, and maybe this is a thing at bigger breweries, I don't know, but you had these individual stalls basically with doors that you could lock and they would say vacant or occupied on them. And I went to them and I used 
the bathroom. And when you come out, there's this big kind of like sci-fi rig in the middle between them all with soap and water and hand dryers. And you can't kind of tell which is which, but you're kind of drinking anyway. So you just move your hands around and (laughs) hope for the best. But I told you when I came back that this kid, I, I officially decided that I'm getting old, that I'm an old person because this kid kind of like do 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 walked up to one of the stalls and looked at the the stall that said occupied he clearly saw that it said occupied and started shaking on the handle anyways and my what i wanted to do was say hey kid what are you doing you idiot can't you can't you see because he was clearly just being an idiot he wasn't really thinking through the fact that he saw that it said occupied or at least i think that was again my my officially now old person estimation that he saw, he just said, I'm going to go for it anyways, because I'm like six, seven years old, whatever. Now you tell me what happened to you when you went to the bathroom, like 10 minutes later. So 10 minutes later, I go to the bathroom and I find it very easy despite your, it was very complicated. You're never going to find it. It was very complicated. It was hidden. And I like the bathroom like that, where you have your individual stalls, and they but were then clean. a shared water fountain. They were, they were very clean. They were very clean, yeah. and there were maybe five different individual stalls, so I can't imagine that there's too much of a wait, even though it's a big brewery. This is not a brewery that could sustain one bathroom. You oh, need God. those five stalls. Yeah. So I go to the bathroom, and two things happen when I walk out. Number one, not that important to the story, but I watched somebody not wash their hands and just walk right out of the bathroom. I like how you can see everybody though and really call you them can out. Really, and if I, you wanted to. If you wanted to, I was like, this pl- uh, plaid flannel guy didn't wash his hands. Yeah. And <laughs> you could kind of, there's some accountability there, right? About washing your hands. But then I see a little boy about seven years old trying to get in a bathroom that was occupied. So he was just there testing handles the whole time? It also was weird that there was a seven-year-old kid but he, in you, a brewery. But you didn't see him when you went to the bathroom. No, it was see, when I left. I didn't see... I saw him when I left. Do you think this is a ghost kid? Oh, He's God. The ghost kid Do you of, think it's the ghost of... <gasps> we might have saw a ghost kid because he wasn't there when now I... Now I got chills. He wasn't there when I went to the bathroom. He was only there when I came out. And it was the How same thing for you. Are you trolling me? Is no, this for real? I, I, I really am being for real. So it might have been a ghost kid. It's entirely possible. You know, if victory went for the haunted theme, that does make people want to go places more. I could see like colonial times, headless horsemen. <laughs> we're starting some rumors. Victory is not haunted. <laughs> I don't know. We're seeing headless kids chest and door handles. Why are kids at a brewery? Wait, is the kid headless? Was your kid headless? No, he had okay. a head. Yeah, my kid had a head too. My kid had a head, unfortunately. Okay. Well, maybe it was a ghost kid. Maybe it wasn't, but that's really odd. Maybe whatever they have in their beer is the special hops make you hallucinate kids trying to break into bathrooms. Then I don't know how we got back to the hotel. <laughs> that's, that's a miracle. Are we even at the hotel? Anyways, the bathroom was clean, though. It was clean. I thought it was good. <laughs> Besides the ghost. You know, I got to be honest with the atmosphere and ambiance. I appreciated it. I thought overall it was really cool. I don't think it's a brewery that you kind of go just to like chill by yourself. I think no. you, you go with groups of people and friends, which is fine. That's a great. That's maybe the main reason to go to a brewery. That's that's awesome. But there there was this again very Philadelphia colonial founding father sort of theme like we've been saying, but uh, I can't help but to be a sucker for like, then show me some of that history. 
I, I would have loved to have seen pictures of the history of the town mixed in, of the history of, of the sort of environment around. I mean, we were walking around today and just walking down the street, not planning it. Oh, there's the Constitution House. There's a giant sign outside this there's random so much history little in this brick city. house where it's like, yeah, this is the only one we didn't knock down when we rebuilt this neighborhood because this is where Thomas Jefferson signed the Declaration of Independence. And you're like, that's cool. It's just on a street we happen to be randomly walking on. And who knows what other stuff we'll stumble into while we're here. So there's so many little gems, so many little American Easter eggs in this city, which is so cool. And I don't know. I feel like that's such an opportunity at a place like this that is embracing that theme. So overall, I had a great time in terms of how I really felt like it's still a great place. It's a really cool place in terms of the atmosphere and ambiance, despite it being a huge brewery now. But I can't help but to think, man, I would have loved those personalized touches, which I think most people don't really maybe care about if they're going to this brewery. And it's not necessary, but I'm grading it based on what I want. I am a greedy reader. Like I say, when I read people's work, when I read my students' work, I always tell them I'm a greedy reader. And if you don't like it, get out of my class. I don't care. Stop listening to the podcast. I don't care if you don't like no, it. No, we want you to still listen to the podcast. All right. Well, yeah, still listen and uh, go to patreon.com slash A grade podcast. <laughs> you can't insult everybody and then plug. That's Why not? not a smooth it's worth plug. A sh- it's worth a shot. Why not? <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Uh, patreon.com slash A grade podcast for bonus content. Link in the description. We appreciate all of our listeners. Well, I don't know about that, but anyways, uh, <laughs> what is this version of you right now? I'm, I'm going. I'm going uh, edgy. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, you're going for the edgy Philly feel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah right. What are you gonna do? Okay, yeah. you're turning yeah. into this. Yeah, what are you gonna do all about right. it? All right. <laughs> so, in terms of overall atmosphere and ambiance grade, I'm kind of torn between a couple, but because it's hard, I, we don't go to a lot of huge breweries, so it's a little difficult to assess and balance all of that, but. I guess, what do you think? Do you have any other thoughts? or? I agree with what you're saying. I always like those personal touches. This is hard to judge them because this brewery has been around for a really long time, but it still felt like a really cool place to hang, even despite that. And I really did feel really comfortable there. I felt comfortable staying for a while. The beer tender even joked when we were leaving. She was like, what? You're leaving? Yeah. I mean, talk about a place that makes you feel really comfortable when... Especially when it's that big. They don't want you to leave. And I still think there was some of that feel and that theme that shined... Shone? Shoneded. Shoneded? Shoneded, yeah. (laughs) Shone? Shined? Shined. Through. Yeah. Nevertheless. Yeah, irregardless. Irregardless. Yeah. Through all of it. And I appreciated that. I had a really good experience. So what are you thinking for letter grade? I feel pretty confident in saying I thought the atmosphere and ambiance was definitely a B plus. That's exactly what I was thinking. Really? Yeah, I was thinking B plus. Because, again, all of the considerations kind of calculated and mixed in, I think I thought it was really good. I thought it was definitely above average. And I think for what they're working with, they've done a great job overall. So I was very happy with it for all of those reasons. I think that's a very solid B+. It was definitely a place where I felt very comfortable, as you said. I mean, I saw the fermenter tanks when we were walking by, but I didn't really see them once I was in there. So it kind of took away from some of the aspect of it being a brewery itself to me. But again, overall, in terms of everything else we've talked about, definitely a really cool, engaging 
fun environment. And I don't know if this goes into atmosphere and ambiance or if we should put it into beer later or if it goes through all of them, but they offer flights. Thank goodness. They offer I, flights. I think and, that counts as service or beer. Yeah, yeah. And a little bit with your atmosphere where you're able to try lots of different beers and a lot of the bigger tier breweries that we've been to don't offer flights. Yeah. So I was really appreciative of that. And the, the well, we'll talk about it with service. Let's go into service right now. Oh, yeah. You start okay, us I'll off. Start with, yeah. All right, I'll start with this. Look service. at this nice, yeah. smooth transition yeah. into service. Let's slide into so service. So the service. Yeah, I mean, you can start with when you walk in how it's sort of, it does feel a little corporate-y because they're like tables for how many. Yeah, very restaurant-y. I mean, whenever somebody, you walk into a brewery and they ask you the same questions that they would ask you when you walk into a hard rock cafe, you're starting at the same place. Which makes it even more impressive that I felt like the atmosphere and ambiance was still a B plus. No, I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm just saying like that's all the more impressive then that it doesn't actually feel like a hard rock cafe. Right, Yeah. And of course, we wound up going to the upstairs bar. And I thought overall, I had a really positive service experience. The beer tenders were very engaging. They were very busy because they had a lot going on. Obviously, like we said, it's a really big space with a lot of people, both at the bar, but in all of the seats in the back or whatever. So I thought it was really well balanced. Again, for what we look for, I feel, in a craft brewery is for that more one-on-one interaction with people who are really into the brewing process and the beers themselves. And they, in general, were pretty knowledgeable about the beers. I mean, even the the uh, one who I was talking about, I don't know who was our main waitress. There were a couple of them kind of going back and forth. But one of them, I talked a little bit to her about some different other breweries. And we were talking all about like Philly and different wrecks and that sort of thing. So it wasn't the same experience as what I'm ideally used to. But again, I still think it was overall a very positive, very engaging one. They were very clearly happy to be there, which is, we always say is so cool. It's so relieving and relaxing when you go to a coffee roaster or craft brewery to really feel that presence that they want to be there. Because when you feel that presence that they don't want to be there, it makes you feel very awkward. It makes you feel very uncomfortable and it makes you want to leave and not come back. And that was not the case. So I don't know what else you thought. Yeah, I agree. I thought they went above and beyond, honestly, in their busyness of serving both the bar and the tables to have conversations with us, to ask where we were from, to give us some recommendations about how to get around the city, where to go for beer and coffee, They spoke to us a lot. We never waited for a refill of beer or water or anything like that. I thought it was a really good experience. I could see how they weren't brewers (laughs) or yeah, but that's not always experts who's going to be serving your beer. But yeah, as well. But again, I give a little credit to the hiring process in a really big brewery to still hire employees that are positive, that are friendly, that love the business. One of the girls even said that she wasn't a big beer drinker or IPA drinker until she started working at Victory and she loved the Victory IPA so much that now she's starting to drink IPAs and get way more into beer. I think what she said was it opened up a whole new world to me. Yes. Which is cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that's great to talk about. Yeah. And you can tell that she loves Victory beers. That's important to me. And I think the key to 
upscaling, but also keeping that community feel it's hiring the right people. Mm. And I would say that Victory hired two wonderful beer tenders to work behind the bar. Yeah, overall, it was a very positive experience. I, I think, again, it's I want to go to more big breweries like this for exactly this reason to see how else people kind of or, or companies handle this kind of very growth. vast growth. But yeah, it, it's definitely interesting to think about with smaller breweries compared to larger breweries. But um, as well, as you said earlier, the idea that they do offer flights and I mentioned that or we mentioned that to one of the beer tenders how, yeah, I I'm so happy that you offer flights because and it was so easy. I've had breweries that are much smaller, much less busy, straight up tell me, oh, we're too busy to do flights. And they had a bar area. And, there was, she, yeah. and she even said, that's, of course, we can do flights. That's here. here. Here they are. Here are your flights. It's just like pouring beer. So I really appreciated that because we like to try, obviously, all of the beers because we're going to tell you about some of them in a moment. Right. And I think a lot of the bigger breweries don't even have a bar area. Think about Tilted Barn, which we love. Yeah, that's a great point. Or Hudson yeah. Valley, which we loved. They didn't have a bar area for either of those bars to sit at because yeah. they're bigger. You go up, you order, and you leave. Even other half. This is yep. the first big scale yeah, brewery yeah. that we've been able to sit that's at a, a really bar and have this conversation for an extended amount of time with the people behind the bar. And I think that makes a really big difference. They're the only big brewery that gave us flights and gave us that bar experience that yeah. goes into my service grade yeah all right i i think i know a service grade i know mine as well i'm gonna go b plus for service overall i thought it was a very positive experience for all the reasons we've been saying it's a different experience because it's a big brewery but again i think really in general fantastic job overall i'm gonna go even higher i think it's in the a range i'm going to give an a minus cool. i have really nothing I would improve besides maybe talking to the head brewer. But in a brewery like this, I just give more credit for how personal the experience was. The fact that they have flights, everything I said before, I think it puts them in an A range for service. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it's interesting when we don't give the same grade because there are straight up times where I say you're nuts when we disagree on grades. Yes. But I think you're spot on there. I don't disagree with that assessment at all. So I think that's awesome. I think that's more than fair. Uh, in terms of the assessment there. Woohoo! Now, that leads us to, of course, the all-important category of beer, which I believe it's your turn to start. Oh. Yeah, because I did service. What are you going to do? Great. Hmm? <laughs> so this is tricky because they have so many beers at Victory. Yeah, probably, I don't know, what would you say, like 20-ish? I would say there was hundreds. Hundreds. <laughs> right. Well, you need one kidding. for each, each table, right? Mugs had hundreds. <laughs> Monk's Cafe had hundreds. Yes. That's true. Victory did not. But there they're was not a brewery, maybe yeah. 20 on tap. Yeah, probably. There was a lot of beers on At tap. At least, yeah. And and, I, and more with their sister breweries. Right. Yeah. They had a couple of six-point beers on tap, a couple of Southern Tier beers on They had mixed drinks. Yeah. They had wine. Yeah, they did everything. Which, what a great menu. Which is fine. That's cool. But That's obviously, fine. we're focused on the beer. Right. So we were able to order flights and try pretty much everything which pretty much yeah automatically bumps up my beer grade slightly i agree the fact yeah. that we could try everything they had a great selection they had lagers they had pilsners they had dark beers mm -hmm. stouts they had ipas, IPAs. yeah they had um what else am i Half missing bison. yes they had belgians they had a great spread of beers they even had sours so we were pretty much able to s drink 
everything and try everything, which I really was appreciative of. I found that I liked all of the beers. I don't think there was one that I didn't like, except maybe the sour. Yeah, but that's you. But that's just me. <laughs> and you have to go to I found a, like a sours only brewery, yeah. like Hudson Valley, <laughs> where they just crush or their po sours. Boy, yeah. Yeah, to really feel engaged <laughs> by sours. So that's fair right. enough. So I felt that all of the beers were really good. There were a couple that I loved. I thought it was great. Maybe you could talk a little bit more about it since you're a little more knowledgeable about beer. Not really. I just drank way more of the flights than you, which is why I don't (laughs) know what else to say. But yeah, it was cool because they did. I mean, we always talk about this. It's also cool when you go to a brewery that like Hudson Valley Brewing, which is only sours. Everything on there. I think maybe the Hudson Valley Brewing has one or two beers on their menu that aren't at least hybrid sours. And those are brought in beers or collab beers or something like that. Or other half, which is basically all IPAs. So that's always cool because you could see somebody really crush a particular style of beer. But we've also been to places where, yeah, they're doing some stouts, they're doing some lagers, they're doing some Hefeweizens, they're doing some whatever else, and they're able to crush a few different styles really well. I thought overall here, they had some really good beers in all their categories. They had some really good yeah. lighter log. I, I liked the lager. Their classic I, was my favorite yeah. of the lager. I liked the Pilsner. The Pilsner was it, good. It was it was malty, but also subtly hoppy. Even their, they, I think they had an Oktoberfest beer that was really good. It was really nice and balanced. Their IPAs, one of them, I forget which one off the top of my head, but I thought it was a really great IPA. The rest were good IPAs. There was not one IPA I didn't like. They were all good. Which is rare for you. Very rare. Yeah. And even the darker beers, the stouts, I don't think... That it, was my favorite. I don't think They're, any of them blew me away, the but they Irish, were all good. That was my favorite. Yeah. The, the Irish, Irish dry stout was really good. Yeah, it was really 3.7 alcohol content, light, yeah. which is really light for a dry stout. And I just loved that beer and i love being surprised by beers such as that and it was delicious i also really appreciated how they weren't doing too crazy stuff like triple no i don't was there even there was a couple doubles there were a couple doubles hazy but there there was maybe some like pretty serious belgians and stouts there were some heavy ones but again it wasn't i mean you go to some places and it just over it feels like they're smacking you in the face with these high abv beers there were some that we got to have belgian wits and hefts and different things like the hefeweizen might have been my favorite that was my second favorite it was really good yeah so overall there was a lot good here uh, a lot that really stood out pretty strong what are you thinking in terms of beer grade? I would even say that I think anybody that walks into this brewery will find a beer that they like. Which is huge. No matter what yeah. your style is. Especially because you can get flights. You know, I even had the thought, this is the first time this has happened, where I wished my parents were there, who were not crazy beer drinkers, but would like to go to a brewery with us. I thought this was a a brewery that I would bring my parents, I'd bring your parents, I would want to bring friends, I'd want to bring any different person. Hundreds of people for all hundreds, the tables. For all yeah. the hundreds of tables to yeah. try the hundreds of beers. Right. I, I Thousands. Think there was a vibe in here and a beer that anyone can find a beer that they like here. Okay. And that's a big testament, I think, to the beer. So what are you thinking for overall? I wonder if the Pope had a beer there. I asked that when she oh, yeah. told us how the Pope was across the street once. I said, did he come here for a beer after? And she was like, I got to go wait on tables. I think she said that location of Victory wasn't open yet. 
Oh, okay. That makes I sense. I wonder if the Pope would have. Pope, if you're listening, let Pope, us know. <laughs> Pope, if you're listening and you would love, we would love to have you on as a guest grader. <laughs> they would shut down the whole city to I let would the shut, Pope. I would shut down my job you if know, the Pope wanted not- to come on. I'd be like, yeah, I can't come to class to teach <laughs> this semester because the Pope's coming to our studio to record an episode. We would need a studio if the Pope was going to come, not I a hotel room. <laughs> if we get Pope money, we will be able to afford a studio. Trust me. Again, Pope, if you're listening, we would love to have you on. And if you're listening, our Pope, schedule's free. Pope, sign up on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we think you could afford the ten dollar a month pope imagine if, if we logged into our patreon account and it was like oh you have a new subscriber and we looked at it and it was like pope og at gmail.com <laughs> it says victory pope <laughs> victory pope one at gmail.com i mean it's perfect you go to that beautiful church where the pope has visited and then you go to victory brewing i'll take I call it. that a victory no complaints here i mean come on so what are you thinking for letter grade b plus that's exact- Beer, but above. That's exactly what I'm thinking. It was great. Disgusting that we both agree, but hey, it is what it is, as somebody once said, and I think it applies here. I think so, and we're realizing in Philly, as we do these episodes pretty frequently, that the rubric is coming through for us. The rubric works, I'm telling you. It's Which accurate. is why, check out our subreddit that we created, and oh, yeah. try the rubric on your own, and see what you think. What our- a-grade podcast. Just go to Reddit and type in A-grade podcast. You'll find it. One of my favorite things about the podcast, and those of you that are listening, is when you message us and let us know different places that you've been and what your rubric grades would be, including your bathroom corner grades. I love mm-hmm. seeing it and reading it, and I'd be curious to get that subreddit up and going a little more. Yeah. And so that leaves us with the last category, food, which I Ooh! guess it's my turn, right? Yes, it is. Ooh, okay. I'm glad because I thought the food was pretty great. Me too. So we went with the pretzel because, hey, when we're at a brewery... We always get a pretzel. Pretzel is kind of a really good standard. If a place does a good pretzel, it's a great sign that their food, the rest of their food is probably going to be pretty good. And as my sister, Cassandra, shout out to you, always say that when we go pretty much anywhere, we get a pretzel and we turn wherever we are into club pretzel and we eat that pretzel very happily. Okay. At Club Pretzel. So that could be a corner of the podcast. The Club Pretzel Corner. Okay. Get get it trending. <laughs> hey, if you can do it. Hashtag Club Pretzel Corner. Help us out, Cass. <laughs> Hashtag Club Pretzel. So we did get the Club Pretzel. And I thought, I think I, and I mean this in the best way possible. I described it to you as what Auntie Anne's pretzels wish they were. And what I meant by that is, like, I think it was... So pretzels you can make in all sorts of ways. We've actually made pretzels before. And one of the ways you can make it is with like a buttery egg wash when you make it, when you cook it. And I think this definitely had buttery vibes to me, which is why Auntie Anne's came to mind because Auntie Anne's is like disgusting butter trash pretzel, but it's delicious. It's normally dripping Yeah, butter. it's delicious <laughs> because it's dripping. It's soaked in butter. Butter and salmon? This Anybody was know? butter and salmon as we keep seeing all around Philly that bumper sticker or whatever <laughs> let us know if you know what that means because i still don't know and anyways i thought it was very s- subtly b- buttery it was crispy on the outside soft on the inside everything i want with a pretzel very evenly salted i thought that it was beer mustard cheese made with the the monkey beer of some sort that they have i thought overall the pretzel was really 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 good and of course we had to get while we were there our first ever chili feast steak 
And for normal people, that is called a Philly cheesesteak. I can't do it. I think I have some like very low level form of dyslexia because it started out as a joke. And now I literally can't go somewhere and order a chili. I just did it. I know. I, a Philadelphia <laughs> cheesesteak. Well, it was actually really cute because when the bartender came over to take our order, you looked at me and you were like, can I can't, you please do this? I think I said I can't do it. I can't do it. Because I knew I was going to say it. And I was like, I got stick. you. And you always order for us. And then I think I called it exclusively. A, I think I tried again and I called it a silly uh, tea, tea steak. You did. So there was no helping it at so that point. So I just ordered for us and we got a Philly cheesesteak with french fries. And I thought, so I, here's the problem. I don't have any standard bar for what my expectations are for that, <laughs> that food item. And again, I thought overall it was delicious. I thought it was really good. But I did say to you, in my mind, what I would imagine I would want maybe a little more would be for this uh, the steak to be a little crispier. I thought, again, it was great. It was a really good meal, but maybe a little crispier steak. And I said as well, for some reason... I thought, yeah, maybe the onions could be a little crispier. I like the soft bun, actually. I think that works really well with that type of food. But I would have also, for some reason, have liked green peppers. And then we looked up after when we left pictures of chili feast steaks. And lo and behold, a lot of them do have green peppers. So maybe I've seen that somewhere. But it stood out to me as something that I would have liked with that one. So overall, I thought it was really good. The fries that came with it were great. But moving forward i do have now maybe a little bit of expectation i'm really curious to try other chili fee steaks because i want to know <laughs> what they what what's actually possible with them who knows i'm sure they're done in all sorts of different ways so as the beer tender said it's a whole new world of chili fee steaks right and interestingly i have had my share of philly cheese steaks now i'm what really are, what are those now I'm really conscious about how I'm saying it, <laughs> but I have had my share and the place that I've gone two times is Tony Luke's, which I think is a place that a lot of people know for being the original Philly cheesesteaks and a really popular place. And I did explain to you a little bit that they do most of the time put peppers on them there, mm. but part of a Philly cheesesteak is that it is a little bit greasy and soggy. Mm. It's not necessarily a crispy but are you telling me sandwich. That, that it's a little are, bit soggy. But are you telling me? No, bit I like greasy the, and wet. I like that the bun was was not yeah. toasted. I like that because it did soak everything up. But are you telling me that there aren't chili feast steaks out there that the, the steak isn't crispy or a little I crispier? I don't think it's the way that they make them here in mm. Philly. I'm going to look into this. I think the original way is for it to be a little bit softer and it's a certain type of meat that's the a little way, bit greasier. But by the way, I feel as if, this is my sense, that anybody listening who thinks, I feel as if people who have strong opinions of chili feast steaks are going to listen to this and say, no, this is right. No, that's yes. right. There's going to be a million opinions. Right. It's, it's like, think of New York food. We need like, to ask Tony Lo Luke. Well, as, like you ask somebody in New York, what's the best pizza place? Every, oh, I'll die on this hill in terms of the best pizza place in the, the world. Do you think the Pope had a Philly cheesesteak when he was here? That's an excellent question. I I'm really know. obsessed with the Pope being here for some reason. I don't know. Well, if he comes on, we can ask him. So hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Pope uh, come on our podcast. Pope podcast. Hashtag, hashtag Pope, Pope podcast, podcast 2022. Get that PP trending. PP 2022. Hashtag PP 2022. <laughs> 
That sounds like a plan. I can't believe I just said that. So <laughs> did you have any other thoughts on the food? No, those are my overall thoughts, but I do know my grade. Yeah, I'm going to go for the food. The other food looked really well. They had some really great options on the menu. Again, I mean, we've been to breweries with all sorts of options. Some not nearly as good as this one. I'm going to go A- minus overall for the food. Mm. I thought it was great. I really liked it. Again, could I have seen something a little more different? I don't know, maybe. But overall, I thought it was awesome. It was great. Me too. And I'm going to go B+. Plus. I cool. think it was B plus food. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. I, as I always say, if we're squabbling over B's and A's, that's a good problem to and have. And we're only a half letter grade nah, apart. It was, it was, it was right. awesome. It was really good stuff. So what is our final tally? Yeah, oh, we're yeah, at the we're final tally. Up the, to the final Ooh, tally. What do we got? All right. So for atmosphere and ambiance, we both gave a B plus. For service, Joe gave a B plus. I gave an A minus. For beer, we both gave B plus. And for food, Joe gave an A minus. I gave a B plus. This is easy for me. I know my grade. Yeah, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's the same. Yeah. And I think all the listeners out there probably can guess based on what we just said what the grades are. All right. You ready? Three, two, one. Ready for it. Three, Three, two, two, one. one. B B plus. for victory. I I should have known you were going to do that. (laughs) P for Pope. (laughs) P for Pope. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go. G for ghost child in the bathroom. Oh, God. We got to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go B plus as well. Okay, great. I think, again, really cool place. If you're in Philly, there's so many craft breweries in Philly. So I can't say, well, just go to this one. But if you do decide to go to Victory, I don't think you'll be disappointed, especially if this is the vibe you're looking for. If you are looking for a smaller, more intimate setting, I think that's why you would maybe choose a different brewery over this one. But if you're especially going with large groups or you just are in the area or again you want some really solid beers and really solid experiences along all of these lines i think it's a great option it's a really cool place i'm really glad we decided to go there and i would be happy to go back again if we were around and we were looking for some place to drink but even especially eat so overall that's a b plus from a grade podcast really awesome job with uh or at victory brewing I couldn't agree more with everything. I'd highly recommend it. I think it's a great place to go with friends and family and ghost I children. can't wait to go back. Yeah. Bring your, and the go- Pope. Bring your ghost children. Bring your popes. <laughs> bring everybody along. They're all welcome. So yeah, check it out. Check it out. You heard it here. B plus for Victory Brewing. Yep. And that is everything this week. So yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on this Philadelphia journey. We'll I think have a few more episodes before we're back in New York. Maybe we'll splice in some New York episodes. Who the heck knows? Yeah, not a bad idea. I'm having a <laughs> blast, though. I love Philly. It's really fun. People were really hyping up Philly for us. We're going to have to come back. Both coffee and yeah. beer people. We're not even close after this trip to going to all of the places we want to go to. Thankfully, it's only, I think, a three and a half hour drive yes. from where we left. So it's accessible if you live in New York. These places are not out of your reach. A, it is easy for a weekend trip. The, Great for a weekend trip. The beer tender tonight, she said that some people call Philly uh, the sixth borough of New York. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because it does have a New York feel. Very much, yeah. A lot. It does feel like a borough of New York. Well, it feels like we were saying as you walk from one section to the other, you feel as if, oh, I'm in Times Square now. Oh, I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, I'm on the Upper East Side. Just turning different corners. Again, 
I, like, I don't mean that deriv derogatorily or anything. Like, it's a really cool city, but yeah, definitely, um, it's interesting. It, it, there's a lot yeah. of different character in different ways. And what I loved about getting the recommendations for Philly is we have some people that listen to our podcast that are really in the beer world and some people that are really in the coffee world and kind of specialize in those two different areas. But both groups of people, coffee people and beer people, mm -hmm. We're excited for us to check out Philly. So I hope you are enjoying these episodes tomorrow. And for the next couple of episodes, we're probably going to head up into the quote unquote Brooklyn area of Philly. Yeah. For some coffee roasters and craft beer breweries. Yep. So thank you for listening and hope to see you for those adventures as well. So like we said, if you want behind the scenes content, pictures of these bathrooms and potentially ghost children, who knows? I don't if, think I got the ghost child. Well, what if you the picture that you took, <gasps> the ghost ch child is in it? It's a, an orb. There's only one way to find out, and that's to go to patreon.com slash podcast <laughs> and accept my shameless plug and subscribe for bonus content. There should be a link in this in the description and perhaps a ghost child. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. So, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. This has been a blast, and we're looking forward to next week's episode. So... Until then, stay safe out there, be well, drink well, and hope to see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>